passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Yeah, that's right, Tom Izzo. We do a podcast. You pain in the ass, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, a couple of days ago, we were discussing how you and I were going to become the new go-to people for relationship advice. I have a problem with this already. All right. What do you mean? Who's the pitcher on the Mets? Jerry Blevins or used to be on Jeremy the Jeremy Blevins, yeah. No, no. Jerry. Oh. Not Jeremy. So he was bored, and he posted on Twitter a little while ago, if you've got relationship or issues, what? hashtag Ask Jerry. He's what got some he free know? time. I don't know. This was our idea. This so was I'm, our idea. This is our idea. Now, I thought the letters and inquiries would become flooding in. Yesterday, we got one. That's not exactly flooding. Today, I got two more for uh, you, Well, Jerry. we doubled them. Two more. So here we go. All right. Uh, this comes from Dan, and Dan says... Dean uh, Carteret. Uh, not from Carteret. Okay. That's for sure. Good this to is know. a different Dan. You can use my real name. Not going to hide behind some Fugazi pen name. Also, huge fan. I briefly met you on the Asbury Park boardwalk this summer. You remember this guy? I, if, if he's the guy who told me he had ordered the shirt and the mug, I do remember him. Okay. Uh, he says, okay, I have a question for the relationship segment. So, Al, you were nearly twice married, and Jerry has been married a long time. What made the two of you decide that this was the right person for life? And for you, what made you rescind your proposal? I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now, and popping the question is definitely in play for us. Jerry, how did you know? Well, I don't that think Kim was too the right woman. I, for well, you? all right. First of all, I would say it was the next step. We were together a long time. The, the idea of just living with one another didn't seem like it made sense. If we were going to advance the relationship, I think that was, and it was, that was the next step. Um, if you're going to have a family, it makes sense to be married. And so that's what we did. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, the notion that there's one person on this planet for you is the biggest load of crap that anybody can sell you. Because I've always said, if my wife dumped my ass today, I really believe she would find someone very quickly. You know, and he might be better than me. Very well could be better than me. Find that hard to believe. I do not. So, you know, I, I think we're sold a lot of bills of goods, if you will about life that is really a load of bull crap. And that to me is one of them. I think if Gina dumped your ass today, I think you would be fine and she would totally be fine. Might be a little heartbreak there for a few weeks, but guess what? You'll get over it. And so will she. So this idea that uh, only one, there's only one person in the world for us, Jerry? Never have believed that. 
No. And again, I believe it because I think my wife would be scooped up very quickly. And she could end up with a guy that's five times the person I am. <laughs> I know, but and I'm not. That's not taking a shot at me. I think it's it's a compliment to her, and this notion that I'm the only one for her. Please, anybody that believes that, take your head out of your ass or the sand, because that's not true. Right? Because especially like when people go away to college, they oftentimes meet their sure uh, partner for life. Mm-hmm. What if you went to a different school? You'd meet someone else. You met someone else. There are those like Eddie who I respect a lot of what Eddie believes and his knowledge of just everyday life is, to me, unmatched for anybody I know. He's one of the smartest people I know. I think the notion that our life is scripted is more bullshit. Um, is more bull stuff. <laughs> bull stuff. I don't believe that either. You know, and he's got this phrase, if anybody knows Eddie, hey, Eddie, how you doing? As I must be. No, that's not true. If you, if you, are, if you are as you must be, stop taking your medication Stop with the diabetes, the, the pump on your hip. Live as you must be. Sadly, you'll die very quickly. <laughs> wow. Am I wrong? No, you've, you're nailing this. No, I don't. I think you're right. I don't mean to be nailing anything. I just think, I, you know, to me, all that stuff is pie in the sky stuff. I don't think anything is, is preordained. So for this guy's, I, I, I don't know what he had a real question other than how did you know? Like, I guess he's wondering how does he know whether this is the right let's, woman for his life? Let's keep it very simple. Do you enjoy each other? Do you have fun together? And do you feel like you're ready to take the next step? And if you answer yes to those three questions, do you love her? That's that's an important one, that's too. That's one of the questions. Um, then, then go for it. And let me just, uh, to keep the record straight here, he asks, what made me rescind my marriage proposals? Uh, Deathly afraid. (laughs) Well, I did not rescind them. Oh. I made them in desperation. And, uh... But who withdrew both times you got engaged? Because there was a rescindance somewhere. There was a rescindance. Did she say, well, am I stupid and give you the ring back? Or did you say, I can't do this? Well, what I used to do back then was I would... I didn't have the balls myself to end things, so I would give the woman no other choice, oh, God, and then go, and then go like this. Edge, that's your call. That would be on you then. So you put the onus on the other person by forcing uh, their hand, correct, and being an ass, correct. Wow, that's a coward's way out. Yeah. Okay. A coward's. What's way interesting out. though to me about that with you is that you are someone that not only is not afraid of confrontation, you enjoy it, and you enjoy arguing. But, but not, not in, in my, that way, huh? Not in my real life. Well, not this in is like, real. Well, but I mean... Like when you went, and I'm, I'm not making fun of it, when you went and sought out Joe Beningo, and you two were face-to-face yelling yeah. at one another, you got a kick out of that. Yes. That's real life. Yeah, that's true. He could have punched you square in the face, and quite frankly, knowing Joe the way I do, I'm surprised he didn't. That's that's real. That's not a caller from some unknown right. town. No, I do like I do like arguing. I like arguing in a lawyer like way. Like I mm. like arguing. I don't like to argue based on emotion, which I think is where men and women differ in their arguments. Sure. So you've probably had arguments with your wife where you felt like you were arguing fact based things, mm-hmm. and she was probably arguing on emotion, and then the argument about. For most men, is that they don't put emotion into it at all. It's all, you know, like yeah. uh, like lawyer like. I, I will tell you, I've never read it, but I do think I want to now as I've gotten older. The men are from Mars, women are from Venus book. I'm curious. I mean, I get the premise of it clearly, and I clearly agree with it. Um, but I've never read that book, and I think I'd like to. All right. When do you think that was written? About 20 years ago, would you say? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll bet you more. Maybe more. I'm going to say like uh, or very early 90s. And was his name Dan, right? This fella, yeah, who wrote us, Dan. Just know this, Dan. Good luck. Good luck, Dan. Yes. So Jerry's saying if you're ready to move on, move to the next level, move to the next level. You got to really enjoy each other, though. I mean, that's one of the big things, too. Yes. Like, you know, we had, I think common interests are important. That's That's another thing to me that I think that's a bunch of BS is the, you know, the opposites attract thing. They might attract. But if you want staying power, you better have some common interests and not be so damn opposite. I think what they say with opposites attract is like, for me, I'm such a stickler for things, mm-hmm. right? 
and Gina is a very free spirit. Right. So I think when they say opposites attract, it's like I, I wish to that I could relax a little bit and be a little more like her. You balance one another. And she probably wishes she was a little more organized like me. Agreed. But but you also have common interests. Right. if you didn't, then the relationship would you'd be arguing nonstop. We, you just would. We can't really figure out what to watch on TV together other than HGTV because I like murders. Right. And she likes science fiction. Okay. I have like no interest How in about like a science Star fiction Wars. murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. That could be. Could do that. If it was a documentary. Yeah. Here's the second one, Jerry. Uh, this person uh, asked to be kept anonymous. Kept anonymous. Okay. A woman. What's her she, name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my husband is at least 20 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. He lifts his shirt to scratch his chest. Ugh. It's not a pleasant sight, especially when I'm eating. How do I or can I ask him to stop? Hey, fatso, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As you know, Mm -hmm. I put on 10 pounds during the pandemic and have not lost a pound of it. And I was 10 pounds overweight before the pandemic started. Okay. So, hello, 20 pounds. I'm probably 25 pounds overweight right now, I would say. Um, I would never in a million years think to do that. To lift your shirt and scratch your chest. Yeah, It's, It's gross. Um that is something that in their relationship, he's very comfortable. Way too comfortable. He's very comfortable. I'll give you a here. Try this. This is your advice? When he lifts up his shirt and scratches his chest, drop your drawers and scratch your ass. <laughs> and see if he likes that. He oddly might. I don't know. He might. But you've got to do something to show him that what you're doing is disgusting. I don't know what the equivalent would be because if if you start scratching your boobs, he might get aroused. I don't, right? What if she talked to him about this, not right when he does it, but at another time when they're having a conversation? Yeah, the problem is picking the right time. Yes, that is tough. After a drink is usually a very good time to have a conversation because people are slightly relaxed and it does open the door to a conversation that the other person might be open to whereas they might otherwise not be like can i talk to you about something that bothers me when you lift your shirt up and scratch your chest that bothers me would you mind not doing that in front of me yeah i so i had one instance with my wife she pops her gum drives me crazy and one day I didn't care what kind of moods we were in. I just, we were driving. I'm like, you got to stop. I can't take it. you. She got was at the stop. moment at the time she was yes, popping in the, car. the gum. And not, no, she just does. It's just a habit. No, but I'm saying she was doing it in the car oh, when yeah, you yeah. brought it up. Anytime she chews gum. And so she got angry that I even, that I was angry to where she stopped for 30 seconds, then popped the gum again. Uh-oh. And it was like. Oh, didn't mean to. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yes, you did. (laughs) Now, she has since stopped because we did have a conversation about that, about my annoying habits and hers, and I think we've both done a good job of chilling out with them. So she brought up something that you did that bothers her. She said, I remember she said, again, we had a drink. We were sitting outside, and I brought it up again. I said, I didn't mean to be an ass in the car. I'm like, but it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And she goes, I'll make you a deal. I will do my best to stop that if you will stop this and it was basically putting crap in the sink and putting it in the dishwasher no problem fair enough i grew up we didn't use it which is so weird we didn't use the dishwasher we had one but growing up we always washed the dishes so to me if i was done with a dish or a cup it went right in the sink and whoever was ready to wash them they washed them she grew up nothing in the sink everything in the dishwasher so it drives her nuts and i don't do it anymore everything goes right in the dishwasher but have you guys figured out because i knew i know there was a time when your dishwasher techniques pissed me off. Were throwing off the oh, relationship. That annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, because she would put everything face up. The utensils. Yes. So the fork, the, the prongs were the facing spo- the yes. ceiling. And my whole thing was, you're touching when you once they're clean, you're grabbing them with your hands, which has the most germs on the on your entire body. Everything's on your fingers. So why am I taking clean forks and spoons with my dirty hands to put them back as opposed to the handle? doesn't make sense to me. And so she would put stuff in the dishwasher. I would switch it. And then two hours later, I'd see something in the sink from the kids. I'd go to put it in the dishwasher. She switched it. 
and we would go back and forth. Switching utensils. And Yeah, and so we did that until we moved. When we moved four years ago, and that was just she wasn't giving in and I wasn't giving in, and there was no compromise at all. I remember I said to her, what's next? We're going to put the knives upside down, too, so we can stab each other? Um, when we moved, we got a new dishwasher. Unbeknownst to me and her, when we bought the dishwasher, it came with a topping. Goddamn things go top up. Really? Yes. Bothers me. And you can't, if you take it out, there's no slots. So it's got, they have to go in that way. So even though I didn't lose, she won. Right. I don't feel like I lost. She won, though. She feels like she won, though. Not right. The Not dishwasher. Right. Yeah, that one bothers me. To this day, that bothers me. All right. This is totally unrelated, Jerry. That's the end of our relationship portion. Oh, of we're the done podcast. with the podcast? Okay. No, with those, with those <laughs> two. I do have two, a couple of other quick stories. Nice. You'll see this every now and then, and, and now it's uh, McDonald's doing it. It says uh, McDonald's plans to get rid of plastic toys by 2025. Why not just now? Exactly. <laughs> what, what every time I for? see these things. <laughs> like, you'll see that be like, uh, uh, be like, uh, well, Subaru's going to go, have no more gas cars by 2045. It's like, let's do it now. <laughs> I agree. That seems a little harder because you got to get sure. uh, conveyor belts and all these things. Uh, manufacturing. Manufacturing taken care of. But if McDonald's doesn't want to give out plastic toys anymore because yeah. they're bad for the environment. Cancel your order with Mattel. Stop right now. I agree. They Just make enough money. They could, they could cancel those. They do. Yeah, well, because they don't. If you if you stopped, let's say for instance, they decided they were going to cancel all their orders, and the the company said, "Oh, tough, you still owe us the money." Okay, fine. So pay them the money. Don't put the toys in the kids' meal. Are parents not going to buy their kids the kids' meal? They buy the kids' meal. Yeah, that's a nice little perk. But you buy the kids' meal because it's economical price-wise. You right. get the burger, the fries, and the soda for two ninety nine or whatever the hell it is, or $1.99, and the kid's happy, and they get a cool box. But some of the kids do like the toy. Uh, again, there's no question it's cool, and it does help. But I do think if you go there, the parents are still buying them. And then if for a year there wasn't a toy, so what? They can absorb the hit. It's not that big a deal. And then come up with a more economical toy or whatever they're going to do. What, now, was, what was the problem with the plastic in the article? What they said? I guess just bad for the environment, plastic okay. overall. Now, my sister you, and her kids still love Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But when they were younger, they would go to Chick-fil-A and you would get like a kid's meal and it would come with a toy. Right. But you could turn the toy in for an ice cream cone. Oh, nice. Like the toy if it was still in the package. What did they do with the toy? Oh, if you didn't open it. If you didn't open it. you get, and you get So she had convinced them because she didn't want all this junk in the house. Mm-hmm. She convinced them, turn the toy in, get an ice cream. So the kids would be, get very excited to get their meal, and then the, the toy would be in the plastic. They would always bring the toy back to the counter in exchange for a ice cream cone. That's pretty cool. I don't think we ever took my kids to McDonald's for the toy. I really don't. They were never locked in on the, the toy meals? No, I don't think so. Happy I really, meals. not that I remember. Not that I remember. Your so. kids get burgers or the nuggets with, for a Happy Meal? Um, the Joseph both, and my older son... Used to always get the nuggets, always. Not anymore, but always. Does your older son drive yet? Uh, soon, next month. Soon. Yeah, he's got his permit. I heard it where, like, when you first were learning to drive, was McDonald's one of the places you wanted to go? No, I don't think so. To no. me, it was like the mall. I went to Wendy's a lot. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Wendy's you liked? Yeah. Roy Rogers. My first big trip was to Shea Stadium. You drove? Yeah, I did. Sure did. I got my I got my license in March, and I believe the Dodgers came to town in June or July with Daryl, and me and my buddy Mike drove out there, and I we got to our seat right in time for his first at bat. Your parents were cool with you driving to Queens when you first got a driver's license. I don't remember that part. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember driving there. Yeah, it was June or July. So was, I mean, I was driving for a few months at that point. You had to have a map with you. I remember I got my license in March. I Well, probably. He was probably the co-pilot. I remember in April, a friend of mine wanted to go to LBI at his beach house because his parents weren't down there. And I remember my mom saying, I won't say no to much, but not yet. She goes, you've been driving three weeks. Right. I'm not ready for you to drive all the way to LBI. I said, okay. But yeah, I went, to, I went to Shea Stadium in that summer. But Shea Stadium, no problem. I guess not by June or July, no. Maybe it was August. I don't remember. Who knows, Jerry? I don't know. 
And one final story, Jerry. You know I love any story that involves monkeys. Yes. Like I love any monkey story. This is uh, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Here, that's here, right here in America. You don't get a lot of uh, monkey stories in America. Right. A lot of times it's these foreign countries where monkeys run around free. A, uh, a monkey was spotted in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was caught on a hotel video parking lot camera. So there is a monkey on the loose mm. in Indiana, Jerry. It was reported September 8th, several people <laughs> seeing a man riding a scooter with a monkey on his back. Wow. Uh, more reports were received the following day when the man was reported to be spotted with a untethered monkey. <laughs> Animal control verified yet another spotting of the monkey captured on video. The monkey was wandering loose in the parking lot of the uh, Marriott Suites uh, hotel. <laughs> well, how, if they've got three different sightings, they couldn't find the damn thing. No, it's still missing. Seems odd. A uh, police said the monkey was on the loose in the parking lot for a short time while a young man and woman worked to wrangle it into a cage. How'd that go? Not well. <laughs> it escaped. Yes. So uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Animal Care and Control are looking to get the monkey. It is uh, e- It is not legal to keep a monkey in Indiana. I will be in Indiana a couple of times this year. Do you think I'll see a monkey? I would say be on the lookout. I will be on the especially because you're going to stay at a hotel. Yes, this monkey's been Marriott's seen at too, multiple actually. hotels. Yeah, that's where we stay. We stay at Marriott's. What do you think that phrase was? Spank the monkey. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I know what it means, but why did they invoke a a monkey to and, your junk? Yeah, I don't. And know. smacking it, you don't smack your junk. What do you do? You don't just you don't hit it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird thing. I don't know. People Is there say another definition of spank. No, I don't think so. Spanking the monkey. <laughs> it's a weird one. All right, Moose and Maggie coming up next. <laughs> say what you got to say. <laughs> Start going. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show. Tomorrow's right. a Thursday. We get a little Thursday night football tomorrow. No one cares about that game. Oh. Right. Fair point. Exactly. But people do care about the warm up show. Mm. It is next and live. You'll be looking live at 5 tomorrow, 5 a.m., that is. You are looking live. You can, Yeah, you could incorporate both those right there. You are looking live at 5. There you go. Live. Brent doing the NBC thing. Oh, yeah. I used to love NFL today. So did I. Got me all juiced up for the day. I mean, I still love NFL today. I know you do. Wink, wink. What are you talking about when you were a kid, the whole Uh, Brent thing? You are looking at me. Oh, my God. It was your first, like, look at a stadium. Yes. We had no other vision. Right. You are looking live. Yippers. Live. And back when Inside the NFL was cool. It still is cool. When it was on, no, when it was on HBO. Well, because we never got highlights. Right. We get like extended highlights. Monday night, maybe at halftime you would get some. Right, but it would be so quick. Yes. You got like a good This would be extended highlights with the voiceover guy going, the Miami Dolphins came into RFK Stadium. That's also why when primetime. Became such oh, a it was a huge time. deal. Yeah, loved NFL primetime. Yep. Sad. Okay. So, old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't I recall the in-between day. What do you say? It's 5.01, the Eddie Scazzeri in there as we would expect. We've got a Wednesday because we're before week three of the NFL opens. We're after week two closed. It's baseball, 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 and across from me is the baseball aficionado, if it was 1984. His name is Al Xander Dukes. What's up? Jerry, I was crushing baseball knowledge in the 80s, no doubt about it. About mid-80s to late 80s to right around the baseball strike is when I quit on baseball. I did too, but I came back. That's funny you say that. That's why I stopped watching for like three, four years. Yeah, I did get caught up in that uh, Mark McGuire, so Sammy Sosa, the home run chase. So did I. I got back in on that, Jerry. But uh, back then when I was like living, I was when I was in Tampa, it was hard to keep up on the Mets and all that there. Not now. Now it would be awesome. I would just buy myself an MLB uh, Mets package. And you watch every game because you're out of market. I'd be watching every game, Jerry. And plus when they come to Tampa, you could have your choice of sections. Exactly. I could have gotten front row seats. Perfect. Boy, I really missed it by about two decades, three decades. <laughs> yes. I really missed uh, that. That good, is true. Good news, Jerry. I got an Amazon package showed up to my house uh, yesterday. My Hari Krishna beads have Very arrived. Very nice. Very good. Did you do it? I didn't do it because uh, uh, my parents were coming over to take me to, to dinner. Oh, okay. You had no time? Uh, no time, Jerry. I, it was with, uh, with the two-hour nap in the middle of the day. Uh, two uh, hours? I That's what the, your nap is up to? I know. I had it yesterday because I, I, the dog had me up or, or very early. Oh. So I, I did take a two-hour nap. All right. And um, so the Hare Krishna beads are there. I did go online to uh, YouTube to see how to do it properly. And I'm glad I did because you're not supposed to use your index finger. When you, yeah, because that would really throw off everything. When you go bead to bead, <laughs> Jerry, because it goes against the Krishna gods. Nice. You use uh, a pen and a piece of paper if you want. No, I'm I'm being one, meditating. Two, I got to count three, my one hundred eight, my one hundred eight uh, times going through the Hari Krishna chant. Okay, so uh, what awaits me later on this afternoon, Jerry? Inner peace, <laughs> and hopefully not diarrhea from the dog on a rug, which yeah. just showed up the last two <laughs> I, days. This will be so awesome. I can see this already. Two days, Hari Krishna, you complete the one hundred eighth one. Yeah, you're all good. I'm zen out. Wow, that was amazing. And then you look over into the corner of the condo. Dog diarrhea. <laughs> Unbelievable. The last two days, Jerry. Inner peace right out. Yep. Dog diarrhea the right last two the days. Right on two different rugs, which is good because it's a good excuse to clean your rugs. That's fair. Sure. You know what I mean? Otherwise, no one picks them up and cleans them. Exactly. They vacuum them. No one washes them. So today I'm preparing for it. I actually switched out rugs to a rug I haven't washed in a while, and I put it where she normally does her dog diarrhea if oh she's ill. Well, so, you uh, really hit the, hit the jackpot with I this did. dog. Oh I hit goodness. the jackpot, Jerry. But no worries. Inner peace awaits me later on this you afternoon. keep telling yourself that, Al. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. What would uh, what years were you at 1027? 1027, Jerry. With Ron got, and Fez. I got there in 2001 till 2003. What would 2002 Al say about 2021 Al? You know, I did think about that because uh, they would have really gotten a <laughs> kick out of me doing Hare Krishna. You think? Beats. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been four hours of the listeners calling me, telling me I was a loser. Right. Well, now you just don't pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Now I just, Nope. <laughs> Don't see it out of sight, out of mind, Jerry. <laughs> Two good baseball things happened yesterday, Jerry. The Yankees won and the Mets beat the uh, the Mets law. No, wait. That's not a good thing. No, no, We no, needed the no, Mets no. to beat the Red Sox. Correct. If you're a Yankee Did fan. Did you practice this? I don't know what I thought <laughs> as I was heading into this. Me neither. But as I was saying it out loud, it didn't make sense. Um, the Yankees did their part, Jerry. All we can, all they can do is win, baby. Yeah. Well, they've got their opportunity in the next week and a half. And they did a classic style, Jerry. Aaron Judge home run, Giancarlo Stanton. It's the Rangers. They suck. Yeah, but Yankees have lost to the Orioles, and yeah, they whatever. really suck. Yeah, but they're, they're always going to beat the Rangers. Come on. The Why Rangers do the Rangers suck? Awful. I have no idea because they're terrible every year. This goes completely against Boomer's, awful. Boomer's idea that uh, athletes want to go to places that don't have income tax. Because Texas has no income tax. No. Why do they suck? The Miami Mall. Well, they got to be paid, too. You got to. I think there's a couple things. First, we're in a day and age where. People, these athletes make so much money. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It just—I'm sorry, it doesn't. Live in New York, you make thirty-five million dollars a year. You pay the tax. You're going to be just fine. You'll be all right. Paying now, the I tax understand on that. wanting to keep more of it. Yeah, but believe it or not, some of these guys actually do want to win. 
Is so that right? If you've got an opportunity to go to the Texas Rangers or let's say the Braves or the Yankees or the Red Sox or one of these places that perennially win, yeah. why would you go to Texas? Well, if you go to the Yankees, you've got to drive to the Bronx every day, and that seems like a lot of grid Yeah, walk. these guys do just fine. I agree. Walk. It's not easy. It's probably stressful, and you yeah. need to Harry Krishna beats. But at the end of the day, if you're making gobs and gobs of money and you know... See, here's the thing with the Yankees, and we've known this now for the last 20-whatever years, 28 years, 29, whatever number it is. I forget. We talked about it the other day. You know they're going to be good. It's to what degree are they going to be good. Are you joining a World Series team, or are you joining a team that down the final couple of weeks of the regular season is in that playoff mix, which is probably the bottom line for the Yankees, for the most part. So if you're a big league player, the money's there, you know you're going to win, or do you want to go to the Texas Rangers who win 65 games a year? I mean, it's, you know, for me, it'd be a no-brainer. I'd go to the Braves or the Yankees or, you know, teams like that. Do you think there are kids in the Bronx, little kids, I'm talking, Jerry, little kids that love baseball, that go to Yankee Stadium just to watch the players pull up in their cars? Sure. I would. Of course they do. Why not? I would definitely do that if I lived there. I think Joe Beningo did that. (laughs) Bro, <laughs> he was in Queens. He was a Met fan. I'm joking. You're right. He'd be in Queens, Jerry, watching. Yeah. Because that would be cool. It would be neat. Like, if you lived near the stadium. Especially if you know where the lot is. Yeah, if you know where the lot is, and you could, like, wave to Derek Jeter every day when he comes in, although I heard he retired, so he doesn't, uh, wouldn't be coming You could do it anymore. in Miami if he ever showed up. I don't know yeah. if he does or he doesn't. I'm sure he shows up sometimes to the ballpark. But I don't know that he's got the same cachet in Miami that he would have in New York. Still a Hall of Famer, but he was a Yankee. It is weird to me, though, that players... And I didn't know. I don't know how else I expect them to get to the ballpark. Helicopter in. <laughs> the fact that they all drive in, yeah. eighty-one times a year to the Bronx. Yes, they do early, like for a seven. My I gosh. think Sweeney said for like a seven o'clock game, they start showing up about two o'clock. And like Sweeney's got to drive to the Bronx every day. John and Susan, when they go to the ballpark, yeah. drive into the Bronx. Yup. My God, I do think you get used to, listen, the traffic is what it is. And whether you work in on Wall Street or you work in Midtown or you work at Yankee Stadium, you're dealing with traffic. I think you get used to like anything. You get used to it. Hell, you took a bus to work in the Midtown I for did. how many years? We got our own lane. The bus Could you imagine doing lane. that now? No. Hopping on a public bus? No. All right, well, but you, when you have to, you do it. I used to, uh, I'm very sensitive to the smell of garlic, and sometimes people would would show up on the bus and walk past you and just you'd get hit in the face with garlic. Because they sweat it out. Right. It was in their, a lot of it. It was in their pores. Yeah. You become what you eat. They become pieces of garlic. Yeah. And, you, and it smells. Garlic stank, Jerry. I think, and I don't mean this in a bad, I really okay. don't mean this in a, in a nasty way or a rude way, but you've become very soft in that you've got very cushy hours like we all do. Yeah. Not you. We do. But when you think or critique someone for dealing with traffic, mm-hmm. I think you forget because you've been doing this for over a decade now. Right. We did that too. Right. And we if we traffic. got fired tomorrow or this afternoon or in 10 minutes, and the next best job was to work between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. in Midtown, guess what we'd be doing? Sitting in traffic? Correct. No, I would take the train. Well, whatever. You get my point. You'd be back to commuting yes. like everyone else. As opposed to this nice little 40-minute ride. Well, you're longer, but you get my point. We could, we'd go back to commuting like losers. Jay. Yes. Right now we have a nice, for the most part, traffic-free commute. We do. And, so. the, and, and the price we pay for that is you wake up at 2 a.m. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's a give and take. It, it is a give it was and take. It's a give and take for everything, Jerry. Yeah. I'm not going to be so happy with that take when I'm 65 and I can't remember anything. Right. That's going to, you know, eventually not catch great. up to us. Yeah. Oh, do you like this Corey Kluber, Jerry? He's pitching tonight for the Yankees against someone named Taylor Hearn. Taylor Hearn, left-hander, I believe. Oh, is that right? The lefty pretty, Taylor Hearn sure. uh, from the Rangers? I think so. Um, sure. He better win, Jerry. Corey, Klu- Corey, Corey Kluber. Kluber to me is like Carlos Carrasco. How so? He's got, you know, had a great and really good career. He's coming off injuries, getting better. If he can ever, if he can find himself. You better win. He could be, yeah, he could be a great piece for the Yankees in the yeah. playoffs, assuming they get there. Oh, and we had a, the return of Luis Severino last night. Yeah. That was two exciting. Years, over two years. 707 or days, I read. two years. Yeah, it was uh, the playoffs in 19. He had Tommy John surgery in January or February of yeah. last year. And he's back, baby. And he pitched, closed out the game. Yeah, pitched two innings. Scoreless ball. Yeah. A couple of hits, a couple of strikeouts. Two Ks. 
Not bad. That's not bad. He looked so happy when he went into the dugout after. Well, if you think about what a lot of these guys, what they take for granted when it's finally taken away from them. Yeah. You realize it ain't here forever and you miss it. That was how how I was when I finally came back to work here after being uh, home for COVID. Yeah. After almost 707 days myself, I showed back up here. I was high-fiving everyone in the dugout. Uh, you were high-fiving afterwards. You were not so thrilled when you walked in. I was not thrilled to return. Right. But, but once was, you were here. I was happy to return. I would I, say by 7 o'clock, you were like, you know what? I missed it. And like, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I would be upset if I had to go back to working from home. Oh, you would? Yeah. I actually like the I wouldn't. The it's, just, it's boring. It's boring at home, yeah. It's different. It's different not, energy. Yeah. it's The whole thing is just. I don't know. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, this is a better energy, Jerry. Agreed. It's the the TV lights make me feel special in here. It's nice you know to be I mean? somewhere. It's well lit. Mm-hmm. It's nice to divide your day to go, this is when I'm working. This is when I'm at home. And that's it for you. Yeah. That's your day. Those two things. <laughs> here at work, <laughs> then at home. <laughs> I went out to dinner with my parents last night, and some uh, uh, nice gentleman at the bar who was a listener bought me a Miller Lite. That's very nice. How about that? That's great. Now, was I supposed to buy him a drink in return? Yeah, I never accept. You never accept? Mm-mm. The, the The waiter or waitress brings you over a Miller Lite, and they well, go, no, that's this... different. If someone, I'm, I guess, what I'm saying is, if someone asks to buy me a drink, I decline. So what? I had ordered a Miller Lite already, and then and then so you uh, got two. You were no, hammered, weren't two. you? I I would have. I only had one because I was it was a school night, Jay. And the waitress came over. They called Jack. Gentleman is picking up your Miller Lite. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. That's great. So what did you do? You go over and take a picture. I go over. I uh, patted him. Wave. I patted him on the back. I said thank you very much, and I shook his hand Jerry. on the way out. Or did on you get way. up at the? Well, when he sent it over, I yelled over to him because it was an empty restaurant because I go during, you know. At 3.30? Old people hours. <laughs> he was sitting at the bar. Public works, uh, a fella. Okay. And I waved, a fellow bald man. I waved to him. And then on the way out, I uh, said hello. Oh, it's hands. very nice. Yeah. I might have gotten up at the time, but that's kind of yeah. cool. Either way, I think what you did is good. Okay. I did. But I was like, do I now send him a drink? But then you that seems have. weird. Yeah. Now we're just you exchanging could've. drinks. Yeah. Well, that's like gifts. And then he would send me another drink, and then I have to send him another drink. And then back and forth you go. But yeah, then you'd be, be hammered, so you'd right. be buying him shots. <laughs> hey, Ma! <laughs> Want some fireball? <laughs> I'm turning 52. Shots of fireball for everyone in the bar. <laughs> That's funny. Well, good. happy birthday, by Thank the way. Thank you, Jerry. 52 years young. To- 52. Why do you think it was 50? Why do you think at some point we went with years old instead of years young? Like, if you think about it, if you- you're a baby... Yeah. You're a year. You're one year. You're a year old. Young. Why would we go to old? I don't know. Like, to me, it should be like at 52 at this point, you could say old. Like, I think when you get to 50, we should switch. That's the midway point? I think think so. That's a good idea. I think you're 49 years young. Oh, you're 50. All right, you're 50 years old. 50 years old. You're on the back end. Yeah, I don't like this whole, you're seven years old. You're not old. You're young. You're only seven. I'm not even so sure 52 is old at this point. It's old. It's really not, though. What's funny is like when you get when you get like kids, uh, women especially that are like twenty eight, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so old." Uh, well, we were, but you know what though? When we were in our thirties, we probably thought the same thing. I guess we did. It's just now that we're well, I'm in my late forties, and well, you're in your early fifties. Thirty seems so glorious. And you it's could say relative. early, like I could say early fifties until fifty six. No, you can't. It's mid fifties. Can I say early fifties at fifty four? Yes. So 55, 55, 56, 57, mid, mid. 58 late. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right. you got to give it up. Right. Yeah. These numbers are getting big. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I don't care for them. They're big numbers. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. Not great. What do you got going on for your birthday today? Strippers? Um, no strippers, Jerry. House call? I'm anti-strippers. <laughs> I know you are. Because your girlfriend's away. Oh, she's back. She'll be back now. Just in or time for your birthday. Just in time for my birthday. Yep, that's right, Jerry. Where's she taking you? Were you guys going out for uh, a nice early dinner at 345 yeah, again? the usual. I go I have. I go to like two places for dinner. <laughs> so it's really special. Whether it's a Friday or my birthday, it's the same thing to me. That's <laughs> pretty funny. What would you say? Something about a diarrhea rug? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. Very good. I'm hoping not oh, to have I a diarrhea I think I just got rug. what you said. Good oh. Lord, Eddie. What did he say? Nothing. You nothing, tell me, Jerry. Nothing. Nothing. I demand to know it. 
Nothing. Just use your imagination. Right. While you do that, we'll take a break. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. On the diarrhea rug. We'll Ew. take a quick break. <laughs> I mean, at least the couch. No, come on now. I immediately throw the diarrhea rug right into the laundry. <laughs> I hope so. Immediately. Good God. All right. 516. We take you to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo, a rip roaring Wednesday here on The Fan. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Did you see Lil Nas X do the Dolly Parton song cover yesterday? No, I do. I did not see Now, do you know the song Jolene? Yeah, I love Jolene. You do love Jolene. Yeah. Can I put it in here? been covered by a number of artists over the years. So this is Dolly Parton as Seether Fades Away. All right. You could have your I don't choice know this of men, but I could never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. Come on. So that's Dolly Parton. Yeah. So Lil Nas X is getting rave reviews. He was on BBC. Oh, okay. That's in London, Jerry. I've heard. You could have your choice of me, but I could never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. And then he goes into the whole Jolene thing. I like it. Pretty good. I do like that. Not bad. Zach Brown covered it. There's a bunch of people over the years who've covered Jolene. Hmm. Good tune, Jay. You ever see Zach Brown band in in concert? I did. I saw them at City Field. Oh, okay. And I saw them in Queens. I think I've seen them twice. Queens? Where? That uh, Randall's Island? No, the one that used to be like a tennis uh, thing. The National Tennis Center? No, I forget what it's called. Okay. Uh, Forest Hill Stadium. Oh, okay. In Queens. Nice. Uh, City Field. You actually went to Queens? I know, Jerry. There, for a there was concert? a time when I would like go places. Wow. I know, no more. That's over. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, it was a number of years ago, oh. but yeah, I would go. Uh, now I would only go out there if it was like the replacements, like somebody who's not playing often and I love them. And I'm. How the hell did you get into the replacements? My friend Paul. I couldn't even. Could I name a song? You couldn't know. And yet, that's your favorite band. Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. When I went to see uh, Zach Brown Band at City Field, it was so boring. I don't know if it was because they just stood there and the I, sung. I, I don't know if the 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 stadium was too big for them mm. or too big for me, but something didn't click, Jerry. Got it. Maybe the audio wasn't great. Yeah, like when I go to a concert, I want to not be able to have a conversation with the person next to me. Like, I want it to be that loud. Oh, I see. I want my ears to ring for two days after. Mm. I want to know I, there was some damage done. So you didn't get that. I didn't get that. I bought tickets to see Lincoln Park at City Field. And then he killed himself. Oh, sadly. I could not wait for that show. They had, they that were. That was that summer, yeah. Wow. It was that summer. Yep. All right. Two, like, it's probably three years ago now, maybe even four. Like, I don't goodness, even know. Jerry. Yeah. What a story. Yep. Very depressing. Very. Let me go to this tweet I got. Uh, said, how about, you know, we are talking about, you know, at what age are you so many years old or what age are you so many years young? Yes, right. Uh, this tweet says, how about with babies when you ask how old they are, their parents reply, 24 months. No, your child is two. I don't know if anybody's ever said 24 months to me. I've gotten that. To me, once you get past a year, yeah, they're one. That's uh, from Dan Santa. That's interesting. Okay, I've never. I, I'm sure that does happen to people. Yeah, I've, I've never, heard people say 24, 24 months, months, 18 months. But I see that on the clothes. Yeah, when you buy the clothes, they will tell you 24 months, 36 months, right. and then it goes to 40, 50, stuff like that. Why do you think the parents do that? They want to keep the baby smaller. I don't know for a longer period. I, of time? I honestly don't know. It's a great question. It is a great question. I don't know. How many months are you? I am uh, well fifty. I don't know. I can't. Think Actually, of that. let's not that's do this lot, because then you can start. Months. Then you can start calculating how many more months you have left. Let's not, right. Yeah, I don't want to do on. that, Jerry. Let's right. move on. Right. Uh, Noah Syndergaard could return. Who cares? <laughs> like honestly, I saw this. He could return. Who Jerry gives a rat's ass. <laughs> Between him and Degrom, yeah. How about this? Go away. We'll see you in March. <laughs> I it, it it's it's means that's nothing. What I thought. Why right? I guess maybe for the Mets, they think maybe people would come out to see him. It's something that might sell. No, a guess ticket. what? They're not. We're not interested. Season's over. It's enough. He's pitching at Syracuse tonight. Now, if I live in Syracuse, I'd go see him. Right, because you don't get a lot of stars in Syracuse. That would be exciting. Right, that would be cool. But other than that, good. No, Noah Syndergaard at City Field on the uh, final weekend of the season. Yeah. No one cares. You're not interested. No, let's see. College football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. NFL Sunday. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll pass. You'll pass on that one. I suppose if it was the Friday night game, I would put it on. I would. All right. So Saturday and Sunday, you got no shot. So there you go, Mets. If you're going to throw Noah Syndergaard on the mound, he's got to pitch it's for the Friday night. Got to do a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, there's other. There's no point otherwise. Right. I mean, please. Give me a bro. You give me do. You give me Syndergaard on Saturday to Grom on Sunday. Eat it. <laughs> please, Did you hear that, Mets? You can eat it. No, just what a because you know eat it's funny. It. I thought Sal made a really good point at about four thirty this morning. Uh, as he realized no one was calling for two and a half hours. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, he, he went a while without a phone call. <laughs> actually very funny. Uh, he, he thanked the one caller for calling and snapping the two and a half hour. <laughs> the streak <laughs> him he had going. to himself. Um, I thought he made a really good point, though, in that, you know, the whole DeGrom thing, it was like, all right, he made the all-star team, which we knew. He's going to still, we thought he'd start the all-star game. Mm, you know, what? we're going to hold him out. At no point did they say his season's over. It was kind of like he's week to week, then he was working his way back, then it's, all right, you know what, we're going to shut him down for a couple of weeks, and then we're looking at maybe an early September return, and it's like, how about this? Season's over. So was that it for him? He pitched? We haven't seen him just, since July. Wow. Yeah, right? I think. I don't think he's been back since. He, It's half a year, and even the half year that he pitched, which when he pitched was outstanding, but even that was in and out. So, no, this hurts. Oh, that hurts. This so I, is inflamed. This is swami. Come on. I just want to reconfirm because you deal with quotes like uh, in your audio, you cut up audio. I do. Play, I do. Play, yes. Players quotes and sometimes quotes get taken out of context. I just yeah. want to make sure. So your message to the Mets about uh, maybe Syndergaard comes back, maybe DeGrom comes back is to eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> You're not interested. I'm not. I'm really not. All right. Because I think you can get the work in. You Keep in Syracuse. Make a couple starts in Syracuse, shut it down, and start your off-season work, and we'll see you at spring training at full strength. That's it. That's what I would do. I'll tell you the one story that's really cool that not eat it, and I give them a lot of credit. Oh, this is a not eat it story. No, this is this is you've got stones of steel oh. that I don't know that me or Eddie have. Chris Bassett, the A's pitcher, who took the line drive off the head five or six weeks ago, broke his cheekbone. It's going to start tomorrow. So that's a not eat it story. That that's is like, unreal. I mean, that's good for him. Think that's about, a good for you story. That is that is beyond good for you. That is, hey, good for you. There's not many people that have the stones to do that. Is he going to wear a football helmet out there? That's I what know. I would do. I, you know what? I don't know what he's going to wear. I'm sure he's going to go out there with a regular hat and pitch. Yeah, like but a man. I don't know. I've said it about Giancarlo Stanton, who was hit in the face, broke his jaw. Now he wears the jaw, which I like. I love that jaw guard. On the helmet, I don't know why every helmet cool doesn't looking. have it. Yeah, I mean, it's outstanding. Um, the fact that you get in the batter's about Kevin Pillar this year got hit in the face with a line drive, and, like, they're right back at it. I mean, the ball's coming at you so hard. But for a pitcher that's been hit by a line drive in the head and almost died, was carted off the field, hospitalized, and then to get back out there five weeks later, I don't know how you don't – I know it's what they do for a living, so I get it. But I don't know how you don't think about it every single pitch. Well, maybe he, that's why he wants to get out there because the longer he sits, maybe he thinks about it more and, and it'll be a bigger deal. Like, let's say he didn't come back till next year. It would be a bigger deal for him to get on the mound than it maybe. is now a couple weeks later. You're, you're probably right. I mean, I throw batting practice to 11-year-olds. Some of them, it's, I'm like, I can't even react. And not that I'm 60 feet away or I'm, I probably throw from 40 feet. But, you know, I put a screen in front of me. It is amazing how hard that ball comes at you from an 11-year-old. Now think about Giancarlo Stanton hitting a line drive at you. Are you? I mean, good God. Do you think I could catch a line drive if I'm playing third base and I know a line drive is coming from Giancarlo? No, I think you'd be better off not knowing it's coming. <laughs> and just re- For real. And just reacting. If I told you here comes a line drive from Stanton, I think you've got less of a chance of catching Stanton. It. Yes, you can hit on my face. <laughs> that might be. That would seems awesome to catch a line drive, sure. a baseball line drive. You better catch it though. I, <laughs> Honestly, take it off the chest. Yeah, it could really hurt. Have you. A heart attack. He hits some. What do they say off the bat? hundred and he's got the hardest hit ball at one hundred and sixteen miles an hour. The home run he hit last night, third hardest hit yeah. home run uh, this year. I mean, it really is. And at that was another million. thing. Sal was you know yelling about the whole exit. I, exit I get it. I understand what he's saying. I do think it's cool, though, in that you can measure how hard a ball is hit. Yeah. 
I mean, it's you square one up at that level. And so now think about that. And then imagine being 60 feet away and delivering that pitch. And then it hits you in the head. Right. And how you don't die is fascinating to me. It's like the body is in some places so resilient. Oh, it's very resilient, Jerry. Have you ever seen a woman give birth? That is very resilient. Yes, I have actually twice. Have you? (laughs) Okay, let's take a break. (laughs) Let's get away from old man single Al for a moment. On his birthday, he's 52. Make sure you call up. Wish him a happy birthday. Do Half not past do that. five. Oh, no, please do. Half past five. We've got so much more to do. And then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is the theme here? Is it female artists? We did Baruch Gasol. No. No theme. I just... Yeah, what I do is I have this uh, large list of... uh, a large playlist, Jerry, mm. and I'll scroll, scroll, scroll until something hits me. All right. And it just so happened that the, the back-to-back uh, female artists have hit me. Sounds good. I figure no doubt next. Uh, no. Nah. Not no doubt. I don't know, Jerry. Maybe. I don't know How what will hit How about Meredith me. Brooks next? No, she only had that one hit, right? Well, it was a good song. Bitch. Good song. Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple, I like her. Criminal. Okay. Boxer, shadow boxer. Yes, there you I'm go. A shadow boxer, baby. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Sorry, uh, Jerry. The Steelers could be without Ben Roethlisberger. All right, I'm going to call BS on this, like Greg will at six o'clock or whenever we get. To it says it. A pectoral injury. I think this now because we're with Greg for three and a half years or whatever it is now. He clearly can't stand Ben. Thinks he's a hypochondriac, a wuss. He <laughs> he likes to indulge, yeah. a little bit. I'm going to say that he will be out there on Sunday. Pectoral injury, Jerry. Yeah. Knowing what pecs are is your man boobs is pecs. I hurt mine a few weeks ago. You hurt your pecs? Well, yeah. We I did a slip and slide. Oh, and it was a pec injury. Yeah, I did a head first dive. It was okay. a relay race at yeah. a kid's party. Felt fine until I got up. And you actually felt it in where I your still pecs feel are? I still feel it. My left pec. Your left pec? Still, it's finally, I would say this week. I finally started feeling normal again. <laughs> like, From I felt like I broke something. Right. You, yeah. You may have broke your pectoral. Yeah. Or bruised it, or I thought, I actually thought I broke my rib cage, but I was okay. You are right now? I've made it through, I feel. If you breathe it like the Ben Roethlisberger, he's got a pectoral injury. I hope he can play against the Bengals this week. I still feel it slightly when I yeah. take a deep breath, but it's not like, so for instance, when it first happened, I would say five minutes after the relay race ended, I started walking around, and I was having trouble taking a deep breath. Right. I said, uh-oh. That's when you know it's like a, a lung or rib injury. Yeah. And my wife begged me not to do it because she says, you're not 17. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be doing relay races with 11-year-olds. Correct. Which I wouldn't have, except for my son's, one of his teammates had to leave, and they were short. What was I supposed to do? They were short a relay person. Right. You can't let the kids down, Jerry. No. Uh, who's the, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the backup there in Pittsburgh, right? He's number two. Number two, yes. Is that Mason Rudolph fella still there as well? I believe that's Number three. three. I believe so. Could you tell me who the backup quarterback for Houston is? Mills. Well, no, he's starting Thursday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot tell you who the backup Jeff is. Jeff Driscoll. I know the name. How much money do you think people are going to bet on the Panthers Thursday night? A lot of money is going to bet. So. I wonder what the, what's the spread? Uh, I can, as you talk, I will you find go- that. Could you yeah. Google that, Jerry? I can do that. Uh, good news, Jerry, for Packers running back Aaron Jones. We heard yesterday that uh, during the Monday night game, he had a chain ripped off of him that contained his father's ashes. And yes. He, he couldn't find the ashes. And then he said, well, his father, if they were to be lost, his father would want them lost on Lambeau Field. Now it turns out they recovered the ashes. So well, now do you spread him. them on Lambeau Field because his father would have wanted them there anyway, or you don't spread them on Lambeau Field? Well, so I was just reading. So wait, so the ashes were still in the chain? They were still in the in the no, container I would say, in the chain. You no. st- hang on to them then. No, I would say you hold on to them. But I it, think his I think his theory was good 
you got to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Since you screwed up, then you say Good that's point. what he would have wanted. Right. It's but what, now that you've got it back, I think you're okay. Where do I want my ashes spread? Because I want to be cremated. On that diarrhea carpet? <laughs> do not. Whoever's in charge of my ashes, do not spread them on the dog's diarrhea carpet. Uh, seven and a half as of yesterday. But oh. I don't know if this is after or before the announcement of mill starting. Um, I would think since you have. See, it's interesting. There's a couple of places that come to mind. I think most people would say, well, you live down by the ocean. Spread so them. the water is going to be. But I got to be honest with you. Knowing you as long as I know you now. I got to think we flush you right down the toilet. Do not flush my ashes. But you're a toilet guy. I do love toilets. Either you're going in the urinal. Right. Or right in the toilet. What if you did this instead? You put my ashes in some sort of like um, frame. You know, one of those shadow box frames and above the toilet in someone's house. Well, you said, where are we spreading them? Yeah. So you want them saved. I want some saved. Then I would say that that's fine. Above we, the let your let your daughter your uh, right. I don't have any children. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, be creepy I have a to nep- get to your... My nephew uh, seems to like me a lot. He's uh, he'll be twelve this year. All right. So I'll then I would say, him. yeah, that's forty years. I would say give them to your nephew. All right. And allow him to display them somewhere so that Uncle Al is always around. Always around. Yeah, I would say so. Or just spread them. In. Or just put them in the toilet and flush. <laughs> They end up in the ocean anyway. Your right? final resting spot is exactly what you have <laughs> obsessed over for 45 years. A toilet. <laughs> for my final resting spot, I'd like to be flushed down a toilet in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be perfect. Do the or toilet- New York City. No, do not bring <laughs> right my ashes to the sewer system with the rats. City. No, no. <laughs> I'm not putting you in charge of my ashes because you'll have just rats eating my ashes on the streets of New York City there and then were- down a toilet. No joke. I pulled up to park. Uh, well, I was at Varick, actually, um, waiting for the light to turn green. And as it turned green, I started going, you know, slowly. I looked to my left. I wish I had a camera and I was standing there. Now, it's not quite the same because there were four beetles that were crossing the street in that famous picture. Oh, yeah. There not were two gigantic road. rats crossing the street, though. That That's the image that I thought, I'm like, this would be awesome if there were two more rats right. and they were single file. The rat beetles. It's right. Crossing Abbey Road. I think that was such a cool looking shot. I didn't get it, though. Okay. Oh, well. A lot of people, Jerry, you're wondering about Aaron Rodgers' look. You know, we talk about it sometimes. He looks like a contestant on Survivor, I thought. But uh, he talked to Pat McAfee, as he does every week, and I guess they asked him about his long hair. Yeah. And I guess it's part of a mysterious Halloween costume that Aaron Rodgers... Boy, Aaron Rodgers really takes Halloween seriously. He's been growing this hair specifically for For a Halloween Halloween costume. He says... uh, of who he's going to be for Halloween. Who could he quote, be? Quote, somebody who is a hero of mine who has longish hair. Tarzan? You think Tarzan's a hero of Aaron I don't know. Rogers? He's a strange dude. I have no idea. He was a big Game of Thrones guy. Maybe oh. somebody from there. But could, he was, is that a hero of his? I, I don't know. But he was very disappointed in the ending, I remember. Oh. I was thinking maybe Hulk Hogan. He is longish could hair. Be. Could be. Brother. Certainly possible. He's going to walk around in the, the Speedo. The Hulkamania. Yeah, Run I don't think wild. he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't know who else it could be. A long-haired guy who looks like Aaron Rodgers. How much time we got to Halloween? What's today? Halloween September, t- we got about five, six weeks? Five or six weeks, Jerry. I, I don't know we'll if, find you've, out. if you've been to the supermarket. You could already start buying candies. Uh, I was at Costco. I see Christmas stuff is coming out already. Christmas. So I'm sure you can buy candy in September, yeah. Today's yeah. first day of fall, by the way. That's right. Three o'clock this afternoon. Summer is over. Summer's been officially. over. No, yeah. but it's officially because a lot of yeah. people think summer's over Labor Day weekend. It's officially over. Yes, this is the, the 22nd 21st. of September, right. 21st, 22nd. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lost summer anyway. A lost summer, Jerry. Too much rain. A lot of times on the weekends as well, which was not good. No, not great, especially if you live down the shore and you want to go do things. And I thought about that of the businesses down there. Yeah. But the restaurants and bars, when it rains, do, do they do very well. But what else are you going to do? Like Except I always drink. thought, like if you end up with a like we bought a we bought we rented a beach house in LBI, I think four years ago or three years ago, and I remember as we were driving down, it was a beautiful Saturday, which is the changeover day for most. I remember thinking, I'm not looking at the forecast because what in the hell are we going to do if it rains all week? Right, and you spend you don't get any money back. You do not. That house is yours for the week. I'm thinking, all right, well, I guess you go out for lunch and you go out for dinner and then what? Now we ended up with a decent week. But there have been weeks, you know, where it just rains. It's yeah. just awful. 
Then you take a whole bunch of quarters, Jerry, and you hit up the arcade. How many times can you go there, though? That's the problem. And even that, an hour, hour, two, maybe? I mean, I can't play Miss Pac-Man all day. Right. Doesn't work. You would have been wasting your day away. Yeah, for sure. In Margaritaville. HBO Real Sports. You're still familiar with that, Jerry? It's still a thing. I am, yes. It's still a thing. It was either on last night or it's on tonight. I did see clips, but Andrea I don't know. Andrea Kramer? Yeah, Andrea, Andrea Kramer sat down with uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis. Yeah. Are you, you're going through where you have clips? I only have, I have the one about John, I have the one with John Gruden talking about Mark Davis's hair. All right. You know what's so stupid of me? How I much don't know. time do we have? <laughs> I'm not listing all just the kidding. things. I'm kidding. And I know I know this, but for some reason when I read it, it hit me like, oh, right, that he's Al Davis's son. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark Davis, the guy with the weird hair. I thought on that note, I did think great question, great answer about father and son. I, I don't know why. I really love the answer because he could oh, have taken okay. this in a bunch of different ways. How are the Al Davis Raiders different than the Mark Davis Raiders? They won. We have it yet. That's it. I thought that was pretty good because I think, I don't know, you could have said that my dad, you know, I, I'm not sure what he could have said. But the right. fact that he said that they actually were winners and he is admitting that he has failed. In that way, I thought that was a very, if I'm a Raider fan, that's what I want to hear. At least I know that the owner is on top of what the hell, well, not on top. He's aware of what the issue is. And they just haven't been good enough. They need Kenny Stabler back. Well, I don't know that that's going to help him at this point. And Dave Casper. There are cars doing just fine. Cliff Branch. Darren Waller is one of the best in the game, so I think they're good there too. Um, Henry Ruggs is pretty good. So I think they're actually set up to have a decent season. I just don't know. You're living in the Patrick Mahomes era right now. Right. It's going to be hard. Andrea Kramer then said to uh, Mark Davis, you know, when I when people heard I was coming to interview you, most people wanted me to ask you, what's the deal with your hair? Yeah, that clip is not out. I've seen that in print. I cannot yeah. find that Yeah, so clip. in print he says uh, he, he seems very happy with his hair. Yeah. He says, I love the hair. He says, the, the person who cuts my hair, it's not her fault. I've asked her to give me this haircut. Yeah. And that after I wash and blow dry my hair... First of all, him below drying that hair, I would love to see a video of that. <laughs> he says it just falls right into place, Jerry. Well, it's flat. <laughs> there's, no, I, there's nothing. I don't it's even know why you blow cut. dry it. I don't either. There's no reason. You just ta- just ta- mat it down. Or towel dry it. I'm sure it'd be nice. Yeah, I would think so. I, I would love to see for digital, Jerry. Raiders digital. Uh, Mark Davis below drying his hair. Yeah, I'm sure someone will put it out at some point. Just flowing. I will hope Maybe they they'll cover do hard it. knocks. I hope they cover it in uh, on this real sports. Maybe they will. We shall see. By the way, and we'll get to, I'm sure at some point, I'm not mentioning it, but I'm sure they will, this Conor McGregor first pitch. Mm-hmm. He, on purpose. So stupid. You think so? Yes. You think it was an on purpose? He tried to throw it 95 miles an hour, 30 feet to the right. On purpose. Because yes. he wants to be talked you about. You got it. Exactly. Well, I won't. Well, I'm we pass on that we are passing on that. I'm sure someone will mention it and see if won't play be us. footage. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it either, I'm Jerry. I'm not talking about how Conor McGregor threw that wild pitch. Yeah, we definitely pit. will not spend it's, over a minute on it. For no. sure. I'm done. I'm done. The St. Louis Cardinals, it. by the way, have won 10 straight games. You aware of that? I am not aware of that. And so because they, of that. Are yes, they still in the mix? Got to have it. They're in the mix. Okay. So they've won 10 straight. Amy Lawrence is here with an Odyssey Sports oh. Minute to what they say. Break it down. Oh, break it down. Break it down, baby. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got Boomer and Gio coming up at 6 o'clock in just a couple of moments. Yankees won over the crappy Rangers 7-1, and the crappy Mets lost to the Red Sox 6-3. Al? Yes. The oh, Red- and the Blue Jays beat the Rays. The Blue Jays, Jerry, Notable they're still for the on Yankees. a roll. Yeah, they're still a half game up. See, well, the, I don't know about on a roll. They lost the night before. Oh, so now they're on a one-game roll. They got you back would, on a roll. You would say they're on a one-game roll right now. I'd say they're starting to roll. All right, starting Maybe, to roll. Perhaps. Yeah, Bo uh, Bichette had the go-ahead. Bo Bichette. RBI, one of your guys. I love Bo Bichette. Yes. I know. I should barely be a Blue Jays fan and an Arizona Cardinals fan. That's my new. This, this okay. year I may, might be an well, Arizona the Cardinals. The you Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I kind of felt it's another like, 80s. Player, yeah. kid. Actually, a little later than that, actually. Yeah. 
yeah, too later for that. But I don't know. For some reason, I'm not vibing with them, Jerry. Not vibing. They don't have all of the things. They're screaming at each other in the dugout the other night. They don't have all the things they look for in a team. Uh, Sons of former major leaguers. They do have that, but so do the Blue Jays. Yes. Um, Fat guys playing on their team. Mm, Blue Jays have that. They do. I'm not sure if the Padres do or not. Fat pitcher they've got. uh, Ryu. Yeah, who's hurt right now. I think he's on the IL. Oh. Yeah. How did he get hurt? Who knows? I don't know. Not in shape? I I don't know. I honestly don't know the injury. I just saw that he was injured and they put him on the IL. Then I see the Manning Brothers broadcast, Jerry, on ESPN2. I love this. They go 132% increase. Great. Which means which means their first week really not a lot of people watched it. Yeah. So a hundred thirty two percent increase. You know what's funny is I now you had buzz you thought the first week I had none. Yeah, I thought buzz very little. If I thought there was little the first week, my feed had even less this week. I agree. And now it went up. I don't understand. But it went up to uh, one point eight six million oh. people. That's across the country, Jerry. And now what did the regular broadcast? They get? didn't have those they numbers didn't have yet. That. What would it normally get? A ten million? I don't know. That's a good is it question. Tw- I don't even know. I like, know what's like a Sunday good night football. I think it's like twelve million. Okay, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a Lucille Ball <laughs> documentary yesterday. <laughs> on what? On reels. On reels. You ever see that channel? Keeping it reels. Really, no, it's a good channel. It's a Entertainment free channel? and music. All right. They were doing Lucille forty-five Ball. million viewers oh, every that week. That was the day. Jerry. Think about that. When you now only I know had... it was only nine channels. Right. But... I don't know if there was nine channels. It was maybe like three. CBS, NBC, and ABC, and ABC. Might have been it. There was no even Fox. Where was PBS? You had to have somewhere for the cartoons in the morning on Saturdays. Well, those were on your regular channels. I remember when uh, Fox was going to be it. When Fox was going to be a channel, they were like, is there room for a fourth network? <laughs> now we got room for 397,000 <laughs> oh channels. Now it's nothing but channels, Jerry. Yeah, it is, and it, you know what's weird is when you actually zip through them and you can't find anything to watch. Yeah, there's nothing. That doesn't make sense. It's WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York and Odyssey Station. The home of Giants football and Yankees baseball is WFAN, 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.